They say markets work a certain way. They say if you want high returns, you have to accept higher risks. Cox Automotive says, you take the upside, we'll take the risk. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the all-new way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Visit TakeTheUpside.com to learn more. Welcome to Daily Drive. For Thursday, November 10th, 2022, I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show... Nissan warns dealers of production cuts at a key U.S. plant. Rivian takes a big net loss in Q3. And Elon Musk encourages Tesla competitors to keep advertising on Twitter. Plus, we'll hear from Sano Motors CEO Lauren Hahn about his company's plan to sell its solar electric car for around $25,000. Imagine I would sell you a combustion engine vehicle with the promise that I fill up your gas tank half of your driving distance every single year throughout the lifetime of the vehicle. That would be a great selling combustion engine vehicle. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Nissan is warning U.S. dealers of production stoppages at a North American vehicle assembly plant. Automotive News obtained a memo from Nissan's U.S. sales chief, Judy Wheeler. She says chip disruptions are forcing the automaker to adjust its production schedules for November and December. The work interruptions will mostly affect Frontier, Titan, and Ultima output with minor adjustments for other models. A separate supplier memo obtained by Automotive News specifically outlined cuts at Nissan's Canton, Mississippi factory. Auto Forecast Solutions says based on the reduced work schedule at Canton, Nissan could lose up to 11,000 vehicles of production. Since January, Nissan has pulled about 20,000 vehicles from production plans because of chip-related stoppages. Rivian posted a $1.7 billion third-quarter net loss. The EV startup also pushed back the launch of its smaller R2 platform to 2026. The maker of the R1T pickup and R1S SUV recently started a second shift at its Illinois factory, but executives say the company continues to struggle with supply chain issues. On Rivian's third-quarter earnings call, CEO R.J. Scaringe says there's no shortage of customers. We continue to see strong demand for our products. As of November 7th, we had over 114,000 net pre-orders and reservations for our R1 vehicles. That number is up from Rivian's 98,000 pre-orders and reservations that it reported at the end of the second quarter. Those pre-orders are separate from Amazon's order for 100,000 delivery vans. Rivian said it stands by its 2022 production target of 25,000 vehicles this year. Rivian is far from the only EV maker seeing demand rise this year. EV registrations jumped 57% year-over-year through September to more than 530,000. EVs accounted for a record 5.2% market share of U.S. light vehicle registrations, up from 2.8% a year earlier. Tesla still dominates the segment, and its year-over-year registrations grew 50% in the year's first nine months, but registrations of other EVs surged 71%, with more than 180,000 registrations among 22 brands. Based on the current sales trajectory and forecasts for new introductions, Autonomy predicts Tesla's share of EV sales in the U.S. will drop below 50% in the first quarter of next year and fall to about 40% by the end of 2023. Meanwhile, Tesla CEO Elon Musk wants his competitors to come back to Twitter. A number of major car brands paused Twitter ads following Musk's acquisition of the social network. They include Volkswagen, General Motors, and Stellantis. 
Musk pledged yesterday not to give unfair advantages to Tesla as he leads both companies. I'm definitely not going to do anything which is somehow advantageous to, to Tesla because that's going to totally turn off any automotive advertiser. So it, ha it, ha it has to be a level playing field or, or we won't get automotive advertisers. We're just going to try to be as, as fair as possible. Musk was speaking on Twitter spaces during a town hall for advertisers on Wednesday. He added that he hopes his fellow auto executives will be more active on the platform. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, first of all, welcome back stateside. Thank you. You came back with some news from Fisker and its priorities. What's going on? Yeah, after the Web Summit in Lisbon, I went to Graz, Austria to see where Fisker is preparing to begin production of its ocean electric crossover. Production officially starts next Thursday, the 17th. But it was interesting to me that some of the features are going to be added later with over-the-air updates, even some things that are you know pretty standard like uh, cruise control. Well, here's what Henrik Fisker had to say when I asked him about it. Maybe the traditional makers would have said, you know, it's going to take us four and a half years and we're going to wait. But we're not going to do that. We don't care. Jamie, what's your reaction to Fisker's non-traditional approach on this? You know, I thought it was interesting. You know, he said he's not a big fan of cruise control himself. And, you know, it's really more important that everything that they offer is, you know, totally perfect and high quality when it reaches customers. And also he's really prioritizing having new features that no one else has. He has a, a solar roof. He says they have the, you know, the longest range in their class and some really cool you know, features like the rotating giant screen for watching videos on when, when you're parked safely, taco tray and things like that, that maybe would make people want to buy it, even if it doesn't have something as basic as cruise control. Well, I'm sold on the taco tray. <laughs> Coming up, we'll hear from another CEO of a startup hoping to revolutionize the experience of owning a car. Sano Motors CEO Lauren Hahn talks about his company's plan to sell the world's first affordable solar electric vehicle. That's next on Daily Drive. Slate Money is a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the world of business and finance. Hosted by Felix Salmon, Elizabeth Spires, and me, Emily Peck. Confused by crypto? Can't keep up with the metaverse? Wondering why the price of just about everything keeps rising? The Slate Money podcast is here for you. Listen to Slate Money every Saturday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Some dealers say it's not worth taking a trade they won't retail. They say if it doesn't fit their brand, they'd rather pass. Cox Automotive says now you can easily see the profit in any trade and never risk losing that new customer. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the only way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Every vehicle you place in the Upside digital auction is backed by our guaranteed minimum price, so you never risk a loss. And when a vehicle sells for more than our guarantee, you keep the lion's share of the upside. It's a one-of-a-kind auction that gives you an alternative to accepting wholesale losses. And it's built on the principles of the country's top performing wholesale sellers. So your vehicles have the best possible chance to get bids and get bought. Dealers taking advantage of Upside's game-changing policies are already saying yes to more trades and making more money, all while never risking a loss. Sound too good to be true? Visit TakeTheUpside.com now to learn more. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. One of the biggest hangups consumers have about electric vehicles is about the availability of charging. But what if your car could charge itself while parked or even while driving on a sunny day? Might sound great, but how much would it cost? 
Sano Motors says it has developed a solar electric compact crossover that it plans to sell for just $25,000. I spoke with CEO Lauren Hahn last week in Lisbon at the Web Summit. Here's our conversation. Lauren Hahn, welcome to Daily Drive. Thanks for having me. So tell us about your car. You've got a solar, I would consider maybe a solar hybrid car because it's both a plug-in and solar powered, but it's electric drive. Tell me more about it. Well, we're we're launching the world's first affordable solar electric vehicle, SEV, $25,000 net, Um, being family friendly, a real car, um, (laughs) just, you know, being that mass market electric vehicle everyone was waiting for. So this is, you said a family car, it's kind of a a compact crossover, basically? Yes, exactly. Five-seater? Five-seater, trailer hitch, a lot of uh, luggage um, space, huge interior. Um, You know, even I fit in there, and I'm a tall guy. (laughs) So it's electric drive, and it has a plug-in to charge the battery, but it also can gather electricity from the sun. How do you do that? So we, we, we invented a solar technology which can be integrated into the outer skin of a vehicle, polymer-based, injection molding, very fast tech times, 30 to 90 seconds, and being very affordable. And through that, we could integrate solar into the whole outer of a vehicle. What gives you? Well, it gives you roughly, in in Europe, it gives you roughly like three to 4,000 miles a year. In the US, because you're all, all your cities are more south than ours. <laughs> in LA, you get up to 6,000 miles a year free of charge, free, you know, just from the sun. Just from the sun. Which is incredible if you think about how we use cars, mm-hmm. um, especially here in Europe, that could cover like 50% of your driving system throughout the year. As Europeans drive, I think, 12,000 kilometers, which is in miles. Uh, uh, 8,000 or something so? Like, something yeah. like that. So it could cover almost half of your driving distance there, which is incredible. I mean, imagine I would sell you, imagine I would sell you a combustion engine vehicle with uh, the promise that I fill up your gas tank half of your driving <laughs> distance every single year throughout the lifetime of the vehicle. That would be a great selling combustion engine vehicle. Absolutely. Uh, and it, but of course it's emission free and that's uh, even a nicer bonus. Right. So when do you go to market? Uh, we're launching first in Europe, um, second half 2023. We want to produce uh, 250,000 vehicles over life cycle, 43,000 um, in peak per year. Uh, we are producing at Valmet Automotive, and yeah. And then uh, so you're doing a left-hand drive version only to start. Uh, that makes me think it could come to the U.S. Yes, uh, you, you're right uh, with your thinking. Well, first the plan is, is, is Europe, but soon thereafter we want to launch it in the U.S. We just have been in the U.S., did, did some test drive with media, uh, investors and community, and the people absolutely loved it. They were like thrown away, especially by the price point, $25,000, but then also solar integration, bi-directional charging, and sharing. So... Um, you plan to use a direct sales model like a lot of other startups? Right, yes. No dealerships, uh, online direct sales. Um, that's one reason why we can be so affordable. Well, I think a lot of dealers in the U.S. would want me to ask, you know, what happens when the car needs repairs? What if it gets in a crash? Yeah, 100%. Uh, we have a worldwide um, service network s- signed up and being announced very soon. Um, 
it's a big partner, they cover everything and we are in good hands there. So you will have um, just right around the corner a well-known brand which repairs your car. So another thing that's, that I found really interesting about your startup, especially compared to a lot of the others, you did an IPO, you did a real yes. IPO, not yeah. a SPAC. Tell me what the thinking was behind that. Um, that's right, we did an, did an IPO. We thought back then this is more the, uh, the, the better way, the, the traditional way. We saw specs um, not working out as they were planned and we didn't want to be um, associated with something like that. So we, we said, let's do an, a traditional IPO. And we did it. We made it last year. Uh, NASDAQ listed ticker symbol SEV and uh, it's good. What was that process like? I mean, I, with a, as a startup, a true startup, like no revenue right. yet, how do you, were you getting a lot of really tough questions from the bankers? Well, the great thing is we have, we make revenues already with a second business unit, which is Sonosolar. It is licensing and selling our technology to uh, B2B customers like trucks, buses, vans and there we're making already revenues small revenues but we're making revenues and um, actually showing that we have a two business pillar approach so you know de-risking the whole business plan showing that our technology is also interesting for others which is very unique and especially investors like that so tell me more about that business. This is like if I have a delivery truck for a, you know, a FedEx type truck, uh, I would have panels on the side and the top, or, and then where does that energy get used? So we do two things. We do a retrofit solution for existing vehicle or serious integration with uh, the manufacturer themselves. Um, on this retrofit solution, we launched a basket going on diesel buses, saving 1,500 liters of diesel, which is 400 gallons. Um, per year and bus and having a payback time of three to four years and and there, there there's really it goes into the 12 volt battery of 24 volt battery you don't have to change anything on the propulsion system on the serious integration we go into the high voltage battery um, let's say it's a I don't know, electric truck or electric bus and there we really extend the range so you mentioned uh, the payback in three to four years I mean I can remember not very long ago, I mean, a lot of the uh, renewable energies, uh, whether it's solar or wind, you know, would take decades to pay back. How, how is it getting, how can you get that kind of payback? Um, there's two very important trends. They just happened. Um, the, the first one is the prices have of solar have come down like 80 to 90%. And the other trend is that efficiency of solar cells have increased like 30 to 40, 40% over wow. the last 10 years. So both over the last 10 years. And 10 years ago, a solar car wouldn't make sense because of costs and efficiency. Today, it's the first time it makes sense. So we really think we are onto something. We really think SEVs will be the next big thing. And let me put it that way, in the famous saying, if, if, it, if a trend becomes obvious, you're too late. Well, I don't know if it's obvious yet to the rest of the world, but it's a, it's a pretty cool start. Uh, how did I, but I have to ask, I mean, how, how did the cost of solar pan, solar cells come down so dramatically? Was there a technological breakthrough or is it a, a scale issue? Right. What, how did that happen? Um, there's one, one simple reason. Um, producing of the cell itself, is very similar to semiconductors. Mm. And that's why every year there was an improvement because of semiconductors improved because of 
you know, phones and laptops we have. And, and that was possible to make solar cells so much more efficient and so much more cost effective. That's, uh, that sounds really exciting for a lot of other applications as well. Uh, it could be res real estate and uh, other you know, large, large projects. 100%, yes. Very interesting. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Lauren Hahn is the CEO of Sano Motors. I spoke with him in Lisbon, Portugal. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on technology and innovation, earnings results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation about the FTC's new rule targeting junk fees and what it could mean for dealership F&I offices. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.